Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? I'm doing really good. I missed you last week, but the show was awesome. I I learned a lot about recycling, and I thought I was an Earthy Girl Green Queen, so thanks for the extra knowledge. Yes, cleaning out uh, the recycling, knowing that it has to be clean, dry, and uh, fragrance-free before you can place it in there. And then uh, people, you know, trying to recycle their mattresses and these baby diapers just... And then animals. I mean, really, it floored me. And, and, and honestly, I cried when I... I, I don't think them. they're trying to recycle them. I just honestly, when I noticed that there are recycle bins in certain places, like we have a trash can and a recycle bin in our little trash drawer, right? When you pull out in our kitchen. And mm-hmm. some people just don't know. They think they're both trash and they'll toss trash in the recycle. So I have to spend time going through at the end of a party or after we've had people over. So, you know, I think, you know, just making sure the cans are obviously labeled really good, you know, recycle or not. So. Mm-hmm. And then continuing to have the same conversation over and over and over again, even though it's to us, it's a no-brainer. It really is about educating people. So I'm glad you learned something. I did too as well. Uh, And I think anyone who's listening to the podcast, and we hope you all are earthy people, contact your, you know, look look on your recycle bin. What's the name? There'll be a name on it. Google them and, and find out, you know, what do I need to do if you have any questions. I'm grateful for the city that I live in. They send us postcards and they'll have a no and then they'll have a yes and they have pictures so that you can and I have it right near to the recycle bin so if I I've noticed that Louisville does a good job y'all your county has like pictures and a list of what you can and can't recycle Mm -hmm. I'm out here you know I'm in a little bit more rural area and we don't have that so that's actually really helpful so um Maybe you can share that one day. Yes, I will, obviously. Okay, so before we dive in, we're so excited. We have another guest, and uh, he's our first earthy guy. But before we uh, meet Peter Brewer, we're going to ask you, what did you do for the planet this week, Raquel? So I have actually been really earthy this week because our plumbing is out. So (laughs) not by choice, but I'm really having to challenge my earthy girl self and my family. We haven't really had running water since Saturday. So I feel very off the grid. I feel very like a pioneer woman and Mm -hmm. eco near. We're having to be very careful about, you know, when we do run water, catch it in a bucket because our pipes are broken. So if we don't, you know, take care of that, then there's just water gone out into our yard. So I'm um, catching water in buckets, you know, in the sink. I haven't really been cooking as much. I have been, you know, we don't use paper in our house, paper plates. But, you know, you said save it for times like this for an emergency. So we're usually always, you know, reusing dishes in our house and not using disposable single-use plastics, you know, trying to make sure that um, we're not being wasteful there. So we have been trying our hardest over here and just going, you know, a little bit longer without showering and doing like uh-huh. the bird baths, you know, um, and uh-huh. borrowing other people's houses and, and doing little quick, you know, quick rinses. 
So I've been earthy there. And then, you know, the holidays, I read an article the other day that said that we consume on average 25% more waste during the holidays, each oh my person God. in the world. So try, uh, trying to challenge myself to just buy less. And mm-hmm. I know that's one of your things that you're working on too, but you know, I'm decorating the, we have been gone most of November, so we're just now getting to our tree and decorating our house. And I'm trying really hard not to buy new things and, mm-hmm. you know, reusing and then thrifting. I love thrifting. So actually, I mean, there's some really good thrift finds for holiday decor. So if you haven't done that, definitely check out your local thrift store because there's usually some really good goodies. And, you know, the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So, um, you know, trying to not create more waste and also making presents and making decorations for the house. I've got two kids and we do an advent calendar and we try to make Christmas really intentional. So each day has like a craft or an activity. So, you know, we're making holiday gifts and we're making Christmas decorations and just really trying to soak in the season as an earthy family. So what about you, mom? Well, great job, Raquel. And also too, I hope you remember that you can uh, store that gray water, you can put it in your tank and you can flush with that just in case, you know, I know we talked a little bit about y'all. We can't flush right now. But we do have the barn. So we do have, you know, we have running water because it's on a separate septic. I have a little mini septic tank for the flower barn. So we're able to use, um, you know, the restroom over there for emergencies. (laughs) Yes, and remember, we love that phrase. If it's yellow, let it mellow. So, well, what I did, Raquel, <clears throat> talking about 25% less uh, and 25% more around the holidays, uh, I heard a story specifically and uh, on two different, two different uh, newscasts about an author that had wrote a book, and I won't name it here, but uh, he said his, his tagline was, if each of us could consume 25% less, it would be a huge impact on global warming and and climate change. And so that was my challenge for myself. You know, your mother loves clothes. I've always been a clothes horse, but I decided that uh, I only have one Christmas party to go to uh, that's outside of the house. Uh, So I will shop my own closet and I've decided I'm gonna wear a dress I wore three years ago to the wedding. And um, I have a shawl that I bought five years ago and I think some little, silver boots that I bought maybe eight years ago and they're all still in good condition so I'm going to uh, instead of going out and buying a new outfit because people don't realize that clothes uh, they're not circular it's not a circular system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it takes a lot of resources to you know make clothes ship clothes so and I love this new phrase I've heard it's called buy better so buy better quality which means you know if you buy a dress the dress that i'm speaking of you know i paid i think close to a hundred dollars even with a coupon and i it's not going to be a single use i'm going to you know keep that dress i'm going to you know repurpose it uh add different accessories you can even pass it down to me one day (laughs) yes yes i'll definitely pass down that uh shawl that i got in santa fe that was made in france so well, you could also thrift too, you know, if you are, you know, 
an iPad, you know, we talked about this, but I'm a mama and I've been either pregnant or nursing or in between pregnancies for the last six years. So my body's changed a lot and you want to feel good at a Christmas party. And I'm going to say, oh, I've lost all this weight and, you know, stuff. I, I got rid of dresses. I was like, there's no way I'll ever be able to wear these again. And I don't know why I did that because now I can. I'm like, oh, I wish I had those dresses from before I had my kids. Because I've been working out, been detoxing, you know, getting rid of a lot of uh, preservatives in our life and just eating fresh so it's really helped me a lot yeah baby weight um but you know i should have hold on to some of those clothes that were high quality but also if there are something you know you want to get out and shop and get something new it doesn't have to be new to you know just it's new to you doesn't have to be brand new so thrifting is good or or shopping a friend's closet actually we're going to have an interview with uh, george and Lindsay in the new year and Lindsay used to do clothes swaps and we'd have parties and you bring all your clothes you want to swap and you you know everybody gets to swap and take clothes home it was awesome yes yes and by the way you are down to your weight when you were in high school so yeah you probably should have kept up with some of those nice outfits and I'm on the opposite side I'm not size zero anymore so I have jeans that are snug but I've I've pulled them on I was gonna I was gonna take them to clothes mentor but I thought no you know what I'm gonna take them to the tailor and they'll just wipe away for me and because they fit everywhere else it's just you know right around the waistline and they can fix that for me and I can keep my cute jeans that you know you spend a hundred dollars on a pair of jeans uh you're you know I'm not going to give those to the Salvation Army there's just no reason why I just have to have them tailored and uh, keep uh keep on wearing them as long as I possibly can yeah so buy better that's a great way so we're working Mm -hmm. on that's challenge the earthy friends out there that we will try to consume 25% less mm-hmm. right but also to just don't 20, don't consume 25% more try to just you know reuse things at your home use decorations from last year I love to forage I love to go out and clip down cedar and pine and I found some really pretty ilex berries so those really pretty red berries mm-hmm. you'll see yes. that once the tree drops its leaves the a lot of the trees will have these beautiful berries so I love to go out and clip things and you know I put fresh garland around my house instead of going and buying that I'm just going out and clipping it because it's you know it's there it's available it's free I'm not consuming I'm not driving you know to get there um you know really just trying to consume less so buy better and consume less this holidays right that's the best thing and and if and if you're just starting out your household yes you do have to shop and buy stuff but people like for me I've been buying stuff for years I there's absolutely no reason and when I went to Hobby Lobby to buy the envelopes for our cards that we're making uh, I completely walked right past you know the 10 aisles of Christmas decorations and went straight to my task of getting the envelopes and got out. It's hard because we're just in that consumerism we society. Are. Everybody just wants to buy stuff, but you know, making stuff or, you know, you and I used to always do the Martha Stewart holiday book and we would make our own crafts. And I just love that. I think being intentional, you know, producing less waste, it's a win-win for everybody. Yes. And it's a great way to seg uh, into your new year is being intentional and making it uh, your new your new normal so Raquel we have our first earthy guy and he's waiting here to be introduced and we're very fortunate that uh, your brother Corey said hey mom I know this really cool guy and he's like one of the smartest people we know and he's an earthy guy he has his own solar panels he has da 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 Uh, he loves EVs and I said do you think he would want to 
be on the podcast and Corey goes oh mom totally he would so <laughs> anyways without further ado I would like to introduce Peter Brewer hey Peter hey. hey how's it going thanks for having me hello hello how are you I'm doing really well I'm glad to be here all right. Listening to you, Earthy girls. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here too. We're glad to have um, a different perspective because, you know, we're the Earthy girls, but we have lots of Earthy friends out there that come in all shapes and sizes, and we want to be able to hear from you and hear how you're helping the planet. Yeah, for sure. And so, Peter, I kind of asked you, I sent you some, you know, just basic outline of questions, and I really want to know when was it? When did it hit you? And when did you realize that you were? an earthy guy and committed to, to Mother Earth? Well, I kind of was always this way in a way because, you know, my mom was really into recycling when I was growing up and, you know, being really mindful of the resources. So I remember, mm -hmm. you know, that, yeah, what, what you were saying before, that if it's green, or I'm sorry, if it's yellow, let it melt. Green is <laughs> green, bad. We don't, we, don't want, we don't want green, but yes. different kind of green. But uh, yeah, and, and just all the recycling, all that, that was, you know, I remember as a kid going to recycling centers and sorting with my, with my family and it was just a fun activity. Uh, I didn't think of it as a chore. Um, and then in high school, I got real kind of more passionate about it. I became vegetarian and then in college I became vegan and started my own compost pile and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, lately, you know, I've been really uh, interested in electric vehicles. I bought my first one, a year and a half ago and then i just recently uh, upgraded to a tesla so i've been uh, really enjoying all that uh w when i started when i first got the um, nissan leaf a year and a half ago i also thought man it'd be really great if i could make my own electricity i'd always wow. you know <laughs> i got this electric car it'd be great if i could make my own electricity and i'd always always liked solar and had dabbled with it a little bit here and there, learned about it for a while, but I just kind of dove in and started buying panels and batteries and inverters and charge controllers and all that. And it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. So Peter, I mean, to the normal layman, that sounds, you know, oh my God, that's a lot of work. And that's maybe a lot of, you know, knowledge, you know, but it, it, when you, when you began it, didn't you find that it was fun? It was of almost like an adventure to try to solve the problem, solve the puzzle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I really, when I bought the electric car, I knew nothing about electric cars, just that they didn't use gas and that was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to do it for environmental reasons. But mm -hmm. then I've kind of started re doing research, mostly on YouTube, actually, uh, just watching a lot of videos and, and hearing all these different experts talk about, you know, all the different features of them. And, you know, I just kind of dove into the world and, and same for the, for the solar. I, again, I learned most of what I know from YouTube and just, you know, Googling stuff and trying it out. And yeah, I, I definitely have always been really into problem solving and puzzles and tinkering. So, you know, I, I certainly, I don't expect everyone to be, you know, go, go the way I did. Right. But you know, since I've learned this stuff, now I know how to talk about it and explain it to other people so they don't have to dive in as deep as I did. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's that's something that you share with my husband when we uh, bought our property that was completely off grid. Uh, he did the same thing. He went, he turned to YouTube uh, and he found a couple of different people. And there's one that's real famous, Sean James uh, out in Canada. 
but uh, he started following people and then he started tinkering, like you said, and he's a natural engineer as well and started coming up with his best practices. And he's actually been able to solve some of the problems that we had in the cabin with, um, we had a dedicated system for the water pump. Mm-hmm. But first it wasn't dedicated. It was tied into, <laughs> it's tied into the, into the main solar. So uh. you, I hear you laughing. So you know exactly what happened. So when, you know, cause that was my only, that was the only thing that I had to be up there in the woods with the bears and the wolves. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and I just wanted a flush. I just need a flush. I told <laughs> yeah. all I, that's all I, I don't want that composting toilet. You have to take that out. So he, <laughs> he did figure out a way and made a dedicated system for the water pump with a whole different system so that no matter what happened, whether it was windy, whether it was rainy, whether there was not enough sun, uh, he could always, uh, and he has a little remote control and he will, he says, when you need to run the water, Rebecca, you just click this give it a few minutes and so he and he did that on his own so i was very proud of him once he began you know investigating and tinkering and trying to you know fine tune and he is at a point to where he could talk to people and so that's so important because your generation peter like it or not you guys have to be the leaders on this you Mm -hmm. guys have to be the ones that teach because once my generation's gone uh, it's going to be up to you and Raquel and Corey and your whole entire generation. So that's why it's so, so important for us to have someone like you who has, you know, you've done the deep dive, you figured it out mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. still love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it even more, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter, you're like, you're um, excited about it. So you're able to oh, plant yeah. these little seeds. And every time you go around and you're in your community, whether it's at work or with your friends or, you know, um, wherever you are, you can plant these little seeds just like your mom did in your life, right? She exactly. taught you about recycling and about caring for the planet. And you'll be able to teach people just plant these little seeds. And then before you know it, you've got, you know, obviously you encouraged and inspired my brother who mm-hmm. he's got two earthy moms but he kind of makes fun of us for being so earthy but he hears a guy he's he's seeing what you're doing that you're excited about it and he's got a kid now and so he's thinking about the planet long term right so all of these little seeds are going to grow and then they're going to be able to plant their own seeds so it's this beautiful cycle that we love to talk about here at earthy girl just encouraging sharing what you know and being able to watch people also you know plant that seed in in their own life Yeah, yeah for sure and so peter so taking that we're going to go on to that next question because i don't own an ev raquel doesn't uh and you do and you're on your second one so just from your consumer perspective tell us what you love about owning an ev an electric vehicle is so easy and so cheap because electricity that you use to drive it is you know hands down always going to be cheaper than than gasoline and especially as gasoline prices rise it's funny you know people are making comments about the the current gasoline price and oh it's so high and i'm just i have no idea because it's, <laughs> it's been over a year since i've even looked at it let alone bought it so you know just just the cost is is really nice and the the amount of moving parts in an electric vehicle versus uh, an ICE vehicle or an internal combustion engine is at something like 50% fewer moving parts. Uh-huh. So the maintenance itself is is pretty minimal. Um, my Tesla I just got, it only has, you know, one thing I can do to it essentially is add wiper fluid. <laughs> Everything oh, wow. else 
that, that's it. That's that's all it really needs. Um, you don't basically, you know, you might wear through your tires a little bit faster because there's so much tor- torque and, mm-hmm. and traction. Um, but other than that, there's there's not a lot to go wrong. You know, besides, of course, just fluke, you know, stuff that's going to happen with any technology. Uh, but just normal wear and tear, it's it's pretty minimal. Then and there's, the, oh, go ahead. Peter, that when you said, when you said there's only one thing, uh, the first thing I thought of was the tires. And yes. that's funny. I was like, that's probably the only thing he has to, he has to rotate are the tires. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll wear through them a little faster than, than a regular car for sure. Um, and oil that's be- changes. What about oil change? Oh, Peter? That's, yeah. There's no, there's no the oil to mess oil. with wow, any wow. of the oil that's involved is, is in, an, in a sealed in case system that's meant for the life of the vehicle. So yeah, there's That's no incredible. oil changes. All the all the coolant fluids, all that stuff is is recirculated. There's yeah, it's wiper fluid well, is the less, only fluid. Uh, <laughs> less waste, right? That's less oh, waste absolutely. that you're you know, cars are every time you go get your oil change and all that fluid, they're having to dispose of that and, you know, get rid of that. So even if if they even if they recycle it, it's still, you know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get hundred yeah. percent. Um then of course the experience of driving an EV is is incredible. Um, you really need to, to experience it physically to really know. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know the easy things that people can you know point to are just that instant torque. So I actually was, was traveling recently for work and had had a rental. It was just a you know ice car, and I'm used to EVs. So when I want to go, I, I go right. I put down the accelerator and the car moves immediately. And I was I was kind of astonished going back to an ice car and being like, oh, I have to kind of wait a while for it to speed up and get up to speed. <laughs> so just the performance is is really, really nice. And then on the technology side, I'm just I'm a technology person. Um, I really enjoy the, the kind of forward motion of the technology that happens to coincide with EVs and then Tesla being really, really forward looking with their technology. It's, it's just a pleasure to drive. And and Peter, I did drive uh, Corey's on Thanksgiving. He was Ooh. like, and uh, when we came back in, my husband goes, "What did you, you think?" Corey answered for me. Corey goes, "Mom was smiling. She liked it." <laughs> yeah, they they call it the EV grin. That's funny. <laughs> I had the EV grin, and it was, he goes, "Mommy, ready to go fast?" I said, "Yes, let's go fast." And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, and there were so many gadgets and. Uh, I'm not, I, I, back in the day, probably I was a nerd, but I'm not one now. (laughs) My brain's too old for that, but I am a gadget girl. I do love, I do love, you know, gadgets. I like all that kind of cool stuff. And, uh, he and I could have sat in that car and gone over so many things. Oh yeah. There's so many fun things. And he said, mom, I haven't even figured out even half of what's in here yet. Right. So yeah, from that perspective, if you are a gadget guy, gadget girl, and you love technology, yeah, it's, it's a treasure chest for sure. Absolutely. Well, so what about none of that stuff really bothers me, you know, like gadgets. I'm, you know, way more old school. I love my record player. Right. <laughs> I love to read my books. I still get magazines, Peter. <laughs> uh, you know, so we're, you know, we make paper, we make gifts out of recycled flowers like I love old things and so you know um but I'm an earthy girl so how you know what are the pros and cons what are the pros there really for you know someone who is more concerned about the environment how's an EV going to help there 
Well, yeah, I, I almost forget to mention that stuff because yeah. to me it's so obvious. But of course, you know, we're, we're trying to talk to people that don't see it as obviously. So, yeah. Um, yeah so obviously there's with a, a battery electric vehicle, um, fully electric vehicle, there's no tailpipe emission, emissions. So no CO2, no CO2 coming out of the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually completely safe to have your car running in a completely closed garage. Wow. <laughs> it was just, you know, funny to, to think, but, you know, I'll yeah. be in my, in my car, like finishing up something and, you know, I don't have to worry about that. Right. So it's a safety thing, but obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, the emissions, it, there's, there's no tailpipe emissions. And then even, you know, so a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you got to you know, burn coal to make the electricity and, you know, you got to mine for the batteries and all this. Well, even if all of the electricity that powers your car came from a coal p- power plant, which basically nobody is going to 100% from a coal plant, uh, even if it was 100% from a coal power plant, it's still less emissions than a gasoline car. And that's because of the efficiency of how well electric motors can convert electricity to uh, motion. Whereas gasoline, it's, it's not very efficient. Um, so you're, you're wasting a lot just in the burning of it, right? And then you still have to transport it, which is really expensive and, and burns other gases in the process and you have to refine yes. it. And you use a lot of electricity in the refining process. So it's not like you're going to gas is not using electricity at all. You're using a lot of electricity. So this is just a lot more pure in that way. So it's, it's just hands down way more um, environmental. Yes, and so a lot we're not preaching to 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 people like Peter and Raquel and I. We're we're talking specifically to people. We want you to find us, and we want to help educate you on mm-hmm. understanding the entire life of what it takes to get gasoline to a gas pump. Like what what you're talking about is it? There's a lot of electricity involved. There's a lot of water involved. There's a mm-hmm. there's a huge carbon footprint from. Uh, the drilling and then the refining and then the transportation and then the placing in the pump and then once again then you put that in your gas tank and then you're driving around uh, yeah. and more co2 which is you know it, if anyone is listening to this and thinks that co2 is not causing it's not a big proponent of uh, global warming and climate change well then uh, they are living under a rock yeah, um, they're, they're mistaken <laughs> they're, they're mistaken it's not fake news uh, it is. Uh, I saw watching the news right before I jumped on this uh, our uh, podcast. Is uh, the Sudan is having uh, what they call biblical, biblical water? Oh my God! I just I just saw the face r- rush in front of me. They are, you know, they're basically a desert, but they are now underwater. And uh, the image that I saw that's in my head is this man is walking in waist deep water and he's got his sheep and his little goats in a boat mm-hmm. leading them to wow. a door. So yeah, it was on the news. Uh, so they are experiencing uh, complete, go- I mean, utter global climate change. And uh, listening to a story last week too, uh, this, the country of Iran is what they're calling, they are water bankrupt. They have no water. Um, so they're experiencing a whole different situation where in the Sudan they're having all this, this rain and uh, flooding. Iran is now what they're, they're calling themselves water bankrupt. And there's no water for people. There's, you know, and, and we're not hearing this. That we're not seeing the stories of people fighting in the streets. People are rioting. People are uh, banding together. People are so 
the, the important thing here for us to talk about is, you know, which is better? And since Raquel and I don't own EVs, we had to have somebody that, you know, understands the process, understands how it's, you know, how little it impacts the, you know, the planet and also what, what, how it does as well. So Raquel and I did talk a little bit about this. Uh, and it's mostly for us, it's the lithium batteries because, you know, lithium mm-hmm. has to be mined. Uh, yep. and, and it's got, from what I, the small research that I did, Peter, I did a little bit and I sent some to Raquel and to you. Uh, uh, Chile, I always think about that movie where the miners that were under, you know, ground for like 48 days or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were mining lithium, but they were underground. True story. Uh, but lithium, uh, it has, has been found in Chile and then also in Australia. And it is having an impact in those countries uh, ecosystem and you know water problem you know toxic water and you know the the drilling so <clears throat> for us it's right now I think it's a matter of pick your poison I mean which is which do you can which do you think is better for the planet you know drilling uh, oil or mining for lithium batteries well definitely brought up some good points uh, I think pick your poison is definitely a, <laughs> a good, good <laughs> concept here you know when, when you think about it you know First of all, we can't even compare mining lithium to, to, to drilling for oil from a kind of long-term standpoint because we know the oil is running out, right? Mm-hmm. So even if oil had no negative effects on the environment, it's not a renewable resource. We, we can't get it back. Um, lithium is a lot more um, present in the environment. Um, so it's, it's definitely not a unlimited resource. Um, but the resources is a lot less limited <laughs> than gasoline is currently. Um, well, for yes. now, because, right, I mean, eventually well, I mean, we course. use lithium for our phones, for our, you know, our, our, our EVs. Once now more people start driving EVs, what happens, you know? And I'm just right. throwing this at you, Peter, right? Because oh, we're yeah, obviously yeah. throwing this at you. Just wanted to know some, yeah, some so cons, it's, too. It's one of the most um, abundant resources on the planet, actually, uh, as far as materials. Um, but it's not abundant in a raw form, right? Mm-hmm. So it does still need to be processed. Um, so you're, you're right, you know, there's definitely negatives to the, to the refining process and the, and the, the mining and all that. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a lot less of an impact than, um, than gasoline on its own. Um, however, you know, recycling is, is certainly a, a field that's being bolstered a lot more, you know, since mm-hmm. now, so the production of lithium ion batteries is, is growing exponentially right now because there's so much more demand and so many more use cases. Um, now lithium iron um, or lithium batteries are not the only um, modern batteries that are being utilized in EVs and power walls and other high power solutions. There's lithium iron phosphate and iron of course is the most abundant. You know, that's what the core of the planet is, is yes. made of. So there's there's other solutions out there that use um, a lot more iron in as a um, I can't remember if it's the cathode or the anode material, but um, as one of the major components, um, I know a lot of people like to bring up cobalt um, because yeah. it's a very uh, very charged uh, topic, got a lot of um, press. And while yes, there are some really bad conditions surrounding cobalt production, there's also a lot of um, innovations that allow the to not use cobalt at all or even less than and traditional so at, at this point you know a lot of those things are, are being worked out 
um, you know, battery technology is, is advancing really quickly. So just the materials that we know and use today aren't necessarily going to be the materials we use later, mm -hmm. um, as well as the, the kind of energy density, right? So gasoline is, is pretty much about as dense and as efficient about extracting the energy as it, it can get. Um, you know, the, people have been perfecting that for a really long time now. Uh, battery technology, while is also still relatively old, um, you know, we're talking about Edison batteries and back in the day, um, but the current state of them is, has been progressing rapidly. Um, mm -hmm. And the energy density has been progressing rapidly, which means you can get a lot more energy with a lot less material. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, while we are going to need a lot more batteries, um, it's not going to be, you know, as much as it may seem right now because, you know, the technology is going to keep improving. Um, and, you know, other solutions are going to pop up as well. You know, I've seen, I was just watching uh, a video about supercapacitors, which use, you know, some different materials and won't use lithium at all and, you know, have different uh, ways to, to be used. And so there's all sorts of solutions out there that are really going to help, you know, all the solutions are needed, right? That's yeah, what I think. Yeah, it's going to keep know? evolving and keep getting yeah. better. Whereas, like you said, you know, we know that, you know, fossil fuels are non-renewable and we don't have right. millions of years to make more of them. <laughs> exactly. And the beauty of an electric vehicle is that, you know, you're, ultimately you're, you just need electricity, right? Yeah. And we, we know of a lot of different ways of creating electricity and a lot of different ways of storing electricity. And we know that we're going to keep finding new ways. But mm -hmm. the... The, the motors are still going to work the same way as long as they provide electricity. So you can swap out battery packs with different kinds of battery packs. Um, you can, you know, there's hydrogen fuel cells, which is a different process, yes. uh, which could be done in a green way. Mostly is not currently, but, <laughs> you know, there's, there's the hydrolysis pro uh, process of removing hydrogen from water. And mm -hmm. it does use a lot of electricity to make it. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's fully powered by renewables, then it's a completely green process. Well, it, so. When you said that, Peter, it, it always makes me think of the Hoover Dam. Mm -hmm. yeah, it always makes me think of the Hoover Dam. And then I was listening to uh, a couple of statements from one of the major players that they are going to put a lot more uh, resources towards uh, uh, hydrogen. So I thought it was very interesting that the probably the number one gas company or who's known for gas uh in the world is is going to actually put more money into research for that process so that's good like you said it's yeah. going to be evolving um, yeah and it's going to take all approaches i think you know we have so much work to do to, to you know change the the two percent increase in global um temperature and everything that we can do to, to help is is going to help but let's go back to this this very black and white area that is not a fun topic to talk about the tipping, <laughs> the tipping point and um we have crossed that threshold we have crossed the threshold of the, of the tipping point to where we cannot go backwards mm -hmm. uh we can only try to mitigate uh what we have done to the planet and raquel and i you know for us it's an old school based philosophy is to use less yeah. you know to reduce reuse and then recycle yeah cycling's the last one you want mm -hmm. to do <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So that leads me to the last question, and this one is the one that worries me the most, is how easy is it going to be to recycle these lithium batteries versus, you know, there's a lot of technology right now where we can recycle the lead-based batteries that we use in, you know, traditional vehicles. Well, when you were talking about recycling lead batteries from traditional cars um, versus the lithium-ion batteries, um, there's, there's a couple things there. So first of all, you know, the lead acid batteries that are in traditional cars, um, they actually have to be recycled a lot more frequently and have to be, you know, reused and, and changed out a lot more frequently because it's just a much older technology to where they degrade much quicker and, and just don't become usable. Whereas lithium batteries are, are a lot more um, robust in that way. Um, but also, you know, if we're talking about timelines, um, you know, any technology takes take some time to, mm -hmm. to develop and then scale, right? The scaling is mm -hmm. the hardest part. Scaling is the hardest part, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the recycling of the, the lead acid batteries, that's been going on for a long time now. So the, the scaling has already happened, right? So you can't compare a, an already scaled system to an unscaled system and say, well, why aren't they equal, right? Um, so, you know, it's gonna take time. And, and in fact, there's lots of um, companies that are you know, in that scaling up process now for lithium. Um, so I think it's really just going to take some time. And, you know, we, we still need, we're going to need to keep creating new fresh batteries for a while now, in addition to recycling them. And I think by the time it's a critical mass of, you know, while we're going to have too many unused batteries, I think that the recycling process is going to get worked, work its way out. There's, there's been several different companies that have you know, come up with diff their own different processes of recovering all the mat materials. Um, you know, I think the traditional way is to kind of incinerate everything and then separate. Mm -hmm. um, but that ends up wasting a lot of material, causing more toxic gases. It takes a lot of electricity or gas to, to incinerate. There's other companies now that are doing a lot more, you know, pre-processing and never even getting to an incineration process to where you can use chemical baths or um, heating that's not burning uh, that can also separate materials. So there's there's lots of you know different options out there, and I think it just needs time to to uh, mature. Well, Peter, that thank you that that really made me feel better, honestly, just listening to you talk about that because I know the innovation is uh, I know the innovation is going to happen because there's people that are dedicated to it. You know, mm -hmm. they're dedicated yeah. and. Uh, and it's also um, it's also something that I think people who don't understand, first of all, if they don't understand that they can't put, you cannot put your used baby diaper in the <laughs> then they're not going to understand lithium batteries versus lead based. Right. But we do want to educate people because, you know, like you said, the first thing you said you, we want to skip over is the cost of an EV. But there are actually right now some pretty decent tax incentives. And I know Corey took right. advantage of that. And I know there's going to be some even bigger ones in the new year. Right. So really, really hoping that that all passes through and everything stays intact. But yeah, the, the incentives, I think, are going to make a big difference because um, we're talking. So the current incentives are... Um, goes basically against your taxes. So, you know, if you owed 10 grand and you got a 7,500 um, tax incentive, you would only, you know, owe the 2,500. Um, but the new new proposal is to actually have it at the time of uh, purchase. So it's essentially a discount on the vehicle. 
which I think is a lot a lot easier for people to understand. Yeah, a lot easier for, for people to just jump yeah. in and use it. Because the other thing is, if you're a lower income um, and your your taxes don't add up that much, um, or you owe taxes, then you don't really end up seeing that benefit. So it can be really really challenging. Um, but yeah, I believe that the new one is going to include. Um, also, some provisions for used EV sales, which never existed before. So, um, you know, I, my first EV was used, so I didn't get any kind of incentive off of it. Um, so, it's you know, I just wanted to do it, right? But I think for those people that are really looking for the for the the smartest, you know, money choice in the moment and towards the future, I think this is going to really help. I think so too, and I think that you know I know you were a big part of uh, helping Corey come to that decision to buy an EV, but I think also that seventy five hundred dollar tax credit was very tantalizing to yeah, him. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, and well, and, mom and like all of us, we love the planet. We want to help the planet, and for us, you know, obviously saving money is helpful. But some people, that's going to be their first mo. And then, oh, yeah. you know, and then if they can save the planet, then they'll do that too. So I think, hey, if you get people in, they can save a little bit of money here and there and then also help the environment. So when, when there. Yeah, yeah I think. Go ahead, Pete. I was just going to say, you know, I think that, you know, the more people can be, you know, introduced to, to the real power of electric vehicles, um, you know, I, in, in my opinion, they're better in every way. Right. And of course, it's, you know, my opinion, <laughs> you know, it's plenty of people are going to have different ideas, but you know, they're more efficient, they're cheaper to run, they're easier to run. I never have to go to a gas station. I just plug in at home and I have a full tank of, of electrons in the morning, um, <laughs> you know, and then on top of it, it's environmentally friendly, right? So like the more people just see that it's better all the way around, mm -hmm. you don't even have to be an environmentalist. You don't even have to care about that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still helping. It's not like you have to compromise to be helping the planet. You don't have to compromise. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and Peter, by the way, you know, the gas in some parts of the country are up to almost $6. Oh, well, California, Whoa. California has been five, five plus for a month or so, but here Jeez. in the Metroplex, it's hovering, or I don't know about you, but it's hovering uh, here in my neck of the woods around $3. And when we were traveling. Oh uh, no, we're like three seventy-five over here. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think it was, you know, still around three last time I had to buy gas, or maybe even less. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, so the gas prices are climbing and they're gonna keep climbing because that mm -hmm. that resource is not you know, it's not growing. No, and, and, and plus, uh, and, and plus, uh, we had to dip into our national reserves, which gives us uh, brought down the uh, the gas prices for two weeks, uh, and that's gonna that's gonna start to steeply climb again because those right. will be over by now. But Peter, I think that you've helped educate at least me and Ra Raquel and I on on EVs. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, as you can probably tell, I love talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think the more you talk among your circle of friends and the more that you uh, continue to affect people's opinions, Peter, it's a good thing because there are still a lot of people that are not in this conversation, but there are a lot of people. And I just wanted to tell you two guys uh, before we uh, sign off, uh, I heard of uh, what I call an ideal situation um, 
it's uh, right now in uh, Gutenberg, Sweden, they have a, a place called a living lab where there's students and researchers who are studying everything. I mean, everything under the sun, uh, because apparently, and I never even thought about this, office buildings, they're huge energy hogs. And like, oh, I, know, yeah. I know my husband's uh, where he works at is a huge office building, huge, huge foot. And one of the things that they have decided to do due to COVID and, you know, people working remotely uh, is to close down parts of the building. And that has helped save them money. And you, you've seen that with Google. You've seen that with a lot of the bigger companies that you know, they shut down parts of their office buildings just to save money. So these people in Sweden, they uh, live and work together to try to develop systems to lower a carbon footprint of an office building. And what spoke to me and just made me feel hope again was they have a gray water system. Oh, yeah. Cool. And guess what? The hardest sell to, 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 for these doctors and researchers and students, uh, they have to drink and shower with their gray water. Oh, and, my gosh. <laughs> and so, needless to say, it was a huge sell. And uh, people were very, you know, reluctant to mm-hmm. shower with it or even drink it. But when they were able to show them that it was cleaner than tap water and then they 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 jumped on the bandwagon but it's going to take it's going to take innovators it's going to take pioneers econeers it's going to take forward-thinking people uh that that are going to make a difference in this world but what's really gonna what's really i think the biggest thing to do that we can all do and it's free is to talk to people in our circle you know to talk to Absolutely, people. yeah. That's free. It's easy, and it's hey. If you don't have something to talk about, talk about saving the planet. Yeah, <laughs> we can all agree there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you know, don't talk politics right now. It's not a good time. Don't talk <laughs> vaccines. That's not. It's not a good conversation. Talk about, you know, Mother Earth and saving the planet, and going into the new year with a completely different mindset of, you know what can I do for the planet every day? What's that one yeah, small that's, thing? Hey mom, guess what? You love this. One of your, um, you know, my friends that you love, I went over and delivered some flowers to her and she wanted to let us know that she, you know, is making a switch and she's listening to us. And, you know, I think just having that conversation like, Hey, what did you do today to save the planet? Or what did you do this week? Or how are you consuming less? And she was really excited to tell me that, Due to the earthy girl, she um, has recycled or reusable plastic bags, like the ones that um, little Ziplocs for lunches, you know, Mm -hmm. where moms are making our kids lunches every day instead of sending off those little plastic Ziploc bags, reusing the ones that, you know, Tyler talked about in the last show. So, you know, just talking about like, Peter, hey, what are you doing for the planet? Hey, what did you do? It starts little conversations here and there. And if people aren't doing anything, they may say, hey, well, what can I do? Yeah, and Tyler had a good point. We know we have to follow up with our other great uh, guest, Tyler. She talked about how a lot of her friends were just, you know, hey, I'm lazy, but I'm glad you're doing it, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. You know, I'm they, they admit it. You know, I I want to recycle, but you know, what what can I do? First things first, you can let it mellow. Uh, you can, <laughs> and, and because. Listen, you guys, a whole country is calling themselves water bankrupt. Uh, and then, you know, a desert in the Sudan is flooding. So 
it's a true story. People, I, I, I urge people just to, you know, when you're looking for something to watch or, you know, you're bored, look up Waterworld with Kevin Costner. And oh, it's a good one. We love that movie here. <laughs> yes, yes. Talk so. about scary, though, right? I think it definitely, you know. Yeah, that shows an extreme. It, it, yeah. it gets you, right? And it's scary. It's scary. And I think because it is such a big topic, it's hard to break it down into smaller bites to swallow. So what I urge people to do is to just do some, one little thing every day. And once you do that, then it becomes kind of like, a, oh, wow, I really like this. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. And you find yourself, once you change your mindset, it's kind of like how when people want to lose weight, they don't get, you know, that first five or 10 pounds off, they go to the gym, they fall off because they don't see the results. But I'm telling you, you won't see a result right away, but you will feel better about yourself because you will know that everything counts. Every small step, every act of, uh, of doing something. Well, it's the ripple effect. So Peter, we're so happy that you are making a great ripple. Your effect is really (laughs) helping the planet. And, you know, by buying your EVs, by making a ripple there, by talking to people and, and, educating them on you know being an earthy guy we we appreciate you being a part of the team (laughs) well i'm happy to be here (laughs) okay so peter is there anything else you would like to add or to let our listeners know about well i just i just wanted to emphasize what you were saying about you know it's a change of mindset because i think you know it's it can be sometimes hard to to change your actions but if you can change your mindset that'll it'll allow you to change your actions much easier and you just think about things and say okay well maybe i'm not going to do that right now but next time i'll choose the green option or i'll choose the plastic free option or i'll choose not to buy something right it's just once you change your mindset then everything follows yes amen amen (laughs) amen okay so raquel Uh, I think the next thing we're going to do is we're going to interview ourselves and so we can let people know just, you know, who these crazy earthy girls are and what our our backgrounds are. Um, And I think this was a great show, Peter. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Peter. We love talking with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so it was a great show. So we have to end it like we always do. What do we say, Raquel? Stay earthy. Stay earthy. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Petals to Paper, the magic behind the making. This episode is brought to you by Arla Floral. We are a Dallas-based floral design company specializing in weddings, events, corporate parties, floral classes, and DIY tutorials. We'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and to visit our website at arlafloral.com.